Well, good morning and praise God. Good to be with you this morning here at our Romans Bible Study every Monday and Thursday morning at 8.30 a.m. Central Time live on my Pastor Curtis Facebook page and later uploaded to the YouTube channel Curtis Hutchinson 316 and the website thecrosswaychurch.com where you can find multiple hundreds of messages to listen to and I can assure you that you won't find a one single one of them that's not the Word of God pointing to the living Word of God, Jesus Christ, and what He accomplished for us at Calvary, and the benefits through that alone, the moving of the Spirit of God through that faith alone. And we're just blessed to be in a great reformation in these last days, another reformation of the Spirit of God bringing His church back. Not only do we now know that we're justified by faith alone, faith in the cross alone, but we're also now learning as of the last 22 years. I'm talking about the whole church. Those who uh, God has offered this and he's put it at a level where it's, uh, it's on uh, all over the world on DirecTV, Dish Network, SBNs out there. Churches are being raised up all over the world. Technology, God has seen it now where he's allowed us to have all this technology to put it out and one person can do a teaching like this and share it and 3,000, 4,000 friends on Facebook, what if those 4,000 friends shared it? All of them. My Lord, you're talking about technology carrying this gospel all over the world. And I'm not talking about just something called the gospel. I'm talking about the good news of Jesus Christ and him crucified. Hallelujah. It ain't just the good news of Jesus. It's the good news of Jesus and what he did at Calvary and the word of God in that context can cause faith to come. And when faith comes, faith overcomes. Hallelujah. Praise God. Well, today is November the 7th here on this rainy day in Queen City, Texas. And uh, we're just excited about being able to dig into Romans chapter 8. That's where we are. Today is part 19. Imagine that. Part 19 of Romans chapter 8. And, 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 and we just take it one verse at a time. And I know some people say, man, you're never going to get through. Yeah, we'll get through, or Jesus will come, and we'll be through. And uh, But listen, one verse at a time. And God is, is revealing himself to us like never before. I believe that with all my heart. Uh, the Lord wants us to, to learn of him because we were created in his image. And the more we learn about him, the more we grow in the knowledge and the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, the more we're going to be able to function in that very uh, reconciliation uh, that, he, that he performed for us at Calvary. We're going to be able to function more like Christ, bearing the, the fruits of Christ. Make no mistake, we'll never be God. Uh, we, we, we are not God and we'll never be God. We are people God created in his image. And I'm thankful to know those things today. And it's only the truth of God's word that will keep you the course. The truth of God's word that will keep you the course. The Bible says in Psalms 33, 4, let's talk about it for a moment before we dig into Romans. These make a good intro to get the mind set right in the right direction. For the word of the Lord is right. The word of the Lord is right. And all his works are done in truth. Those are not two different things. When we understand the truth of God's word, the Lord is working in that. He's not working in anything. All his works are done in truth. 
And when I allow the Holy Spirit, Jesus said, when the Spirit of truth comes in John 16, 13, and 14, when the Spirit of truth comes, he'll guide me into all truth. Amen. Because it's only when I'm being uh, led in the truth that God is working. The same Holy Spirit who is God, who is able to teach me and lead me if I will. If I will be taught, if I will humble myself and believe the truth and follow the leading of the Spirit, in which he always points to Christ and what he did at Calvary, then, then I will see that same Holy Spirit working these truths out in my life. Praise God. Hallelujah. That's good stuff to know. I want you to know. Romans chapter 8 today, we're going to dig in here in verse 17. The Bible says, and if children, and it should say, since we are the children of God, because we are, if we're believers in Christ and what he's accomplished for us at Calvary, we've been forgiven, justified, born again. We, we're in the kingdom of God. We're in Christ. And the list goes on and on and on of all the blessings that we have simply because we believed in Christ, not because we did anything. We just believed in Christ and his work for us at Calvary and it gets us everything so watch this now verse 17 and if we're children then we're heirs heirs of God well how does this work here comes how this works joint heirs with Christ see Christ is God's only begotten son who is heir of all things he is heir of all things and the only way that you and I can step into a place of Airship, you know, a place of where the blessings that are upon Christ and all that pertains to Christ can belong to us and not just in word but in experience. We can begin to experience the things we've become heirs to. But listen, we're only heirs, joint heirs with Christ. And that means our faith has to be in what Christ did at Calvary, not 40 years ago. And that, that those things just automatically happen because we're born again and in Christ now and going to church, maybe reading the Bible. Listen, no, no, no. Today, right now, we have to be with Christ. That means our, our faith has to be in what he did for us at Calvary or we're no longer really walking with Christ. Let, let's get something straight today. I hope it will bless you. Colossians chapter 2, verse 6. Let's just look at it together so we don't misquote it. Colossians 2, verse 6. I should be able to just quote it to you, but watch this now. As you have therefore received Christ Jesus the Lord, as you receive, how did we receive him? Through faith in what he did for us at Calvary, the shedding of his blood, the laying of his life down. I believe he did that for me to forgive me of my sins, to justify me, and all the other blessings to br bring into my life, and to make me a joint heir with him. Watch, this is very paramount in this last day's move of God. This is very paramount. Watch this. As you have therefore received Jesus Christ the Lord, so, like so, just like you received him, walk ye in him. Okay, how were we placed in him? Romans 6, 3 says, As many of us as have been baptized into Christ, we've been baptized, immersed into his death. Our faith 
in his death, allowed the Holy Spirit to immerse us, unite us together, becoming joint heir there on the cross together in him. We were immersed into the death, not a water tank in church. That's after the salvation experience. Has, has nothing to do except an obedient act after we've been born again, saved from our sins. Jesus did what it took to save us, not and something we do. You need to get that. And if you're listening to false teachers who are twisting God's word to make it look like you had to also do a part of the work, then you don't even know what grace is yet. You don't know what grace is yet. Grace only flows exclusively into any person's life who is trusting in only what Christ did at Calvary. Galatians 2.21, write it down, read it later, you'll find it to be true. Only the death of Jesus and my faith in the death of Jesus, whether it was 20 years ago or right now. The Bible says now faith is, not faith was. Now faith is. If it's legitimate faith, it can be a right now faith. If it's legitimate faith, it has to be in Christ and what he did at Calvary. Now, I'm bringing all this up for a purpose because when we go back to Romans 8, we're going to see the confirmation of what I'm telling you right there in that very verse that we're looking at today. Because the only way we're with Christ today, walking with Christ, is if our faith is exclusively in what it was in when we received Christ. And that was his work on the cross for the atonement of our sins, for the granting unto us righteousness, for the making us of us servants of righteousness. I hope you're getting this. And it's not just a head knowledge. There are many who have a head knowledge, who, who, who've come into the, 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 the knowledge in their head of the message of the cross, and that'll get you, listen, that'll get you enough to be able to point out everything that's wrong, every, everybody else that's wrong if it's not this, that, but that's here. Listen, when you begin to experience the truth, it's when you humble yourself and obediently maintain your faith there at the cross. And let me say something before we move on. In the eyes of God, there's no such thing as obedience on our part if it's not the obedience of Christ he can see. Do you understand that? We can't open the Bible and say, well, it says do this, so I've got to start doing this. No, no, no. That can only take place if my faith <coughs> is in the sacrifice of Christ where he, as my example, he, as my Savior, humbly and obediently tasted death for me. When my faith is in that, then the Lord, not after I go do something, well, once I go to church, the Lord will see I'm obedient too. No, the Lord saw you as obedient when you placed your faith in Christ because in that moment you were immersed into him. The very act of obedience in dying on the cross, God saw you being crucified with him, your old man, and you became obedient. In that moment, you began to obey the truth. That's what the Bible says in Romans 6, 17, and 18. And that's why the Apostle Paul asked the church in, 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 in Galatia, who's bewitched you that you're no longer obeying the truth? See, we're not obeying, nobody's obeying the truth if we move our faith from the cross. Well, I've got to get back in the Bible and start doing what the Bible said. No, what I've got to get back to is faith in the sacrifice of Christ. Then the Holy Spirit can 
show me, teach me the truth of God's word and lead me in it. And it I'll and I won't be being obedient, but hear me, it's really the obedience of Christ. Because that's the only obedience God honors. Come on now. That's the way it is. Now, now let's go back to where we were. Romans 8 and 17. Watch this now, because we're it's right here in the end of this one verse. And if children, since we are children, then we're also heirs, and we're heirs of God. That means all that God has belongs to us as heirs. But the way we're heirs of God is because we're joint heirs with Christ, comma, if so be that we suffer with him, that we may be also glorified together. You see, there is no being glorified together with Christ unless there is suffering together with Christ. And this is always misunderstood when the cross is not the focus. Can I tell you today that every message you preach, preacher, better be dipped in the blood or you're just trying to draw attention to yourself using God's word, exploiting God's people. The only way you and I as preachers, as ministers, can get out of controlling, trying to control people, out of exploiting God's people, out of misusing God's people, is if we'll just come back to the simplicity of Christ, the gospel presentation, and let the Holy Spirit have the opportunity to take control again. Amen. That doesn't mean we don't keep order in the church and things of that nature, but it does mean that we dip every message in the blood of Jesus. And listen, there are churches that, that have preached this message. But in the days ahead, the deception will be so strong to begin to move away from this, even into things that have a, a form, even things that make you feel good. And their, their words will be psychological words of men's wisdom. And it could very well be ministries that, like, like ours or any ministry that God has used to bring you into the walk of truth, the walk of faith, the true and reality move of God that's taking place. And the only avenue for God to be able to move is faith and grace, and that being faith in Christ and Him crucified so you can have the grace of God for daily victory, victorious living and all the provisions of God. Now, listen, just because, uh, listen, it, every message has to be dipped in the blood or, or we remove the righteous context of the word. Yes, Jesus is our righteousness, but only because He died for us. That's it. If we don't, if we, listen, if we open the Bible and we don't point people to Calvary, we, we hailed God's word in an unrighteous manner. We can no longer just assume that everybody has their faith in the sacrifice. We must be reminded, and tomorrow we must be reminded. There was a lot of people that used to watch us, but they no longer watch us because they really just don't want to learn God's word in the, in the proper, they don't want to hear about the cross, and those folks don't want to hear about Jesus. If God could open their, their, their hearts, their bodies up, and just lay the thoughts of their heart out on the table, we'd real, most folk don't want to hear about Jesus today. And if they do, it's not the Jesus of the Bible. Amen. But let's get back to this. Y'all are, are making me move away now. Let's get back and focus. <laughs> he says, we're heirs, heirs of God, and he, and he keeps getting more with more intensity of focus. What, what? Let's notice this. And this is how the Holy Spirit does many times. He says something, then he increases the intensity with it, and then in, 
more intensity and wants us to get it. Come on, get it. Come on, get it. Oh, come on, you're about there. Get it. And that's what he's doing in this one verse. Watch this. It, because you're children, you're heirs. Okay. Heirs of heirs of God. Wow. Okay. Heirs of God. Well, how am I an heir of, heir of God? Well, by being a joint heir with Christ. You see that? Christ is has to be tied to everything. And the way he's tied to the promises of God for us, all the promises of, of God are yes and amen in Christ. That uh, in Christ always speaks of the cross because that's where we were placed in him. And remember Colossians 2, 6, as you have therefore received the Lord Jesus Christ, so walk ye in him. Because look, keep your faith in the cross. There's where you'll experience everything God has for you in your life. Not by telling everybody what's wrong and the cross is right, but by you believing it. I know many people. I know many people who, many people who have begun to talk the right talk, but it's not in their hearts. It's not in their hearts yet because there's no, there's no living out of truth. The Word of God is not being lived out in their lives. They, they have an excuse for everything that they should be allowing the Holy Spirit to lead them in. The, the things they already know, things they should be doing today. Yes, after you're saved, you should be doing the things the Spirit of God reveals to you and tries to lead you in. And either he's able to lead us into all truth or we're grieving him. Come on now. If you missed the last three messages I've ministered entitled Christian Transition, go to the YouTube channel, Curtis Hutchinson, 316, and watch those services. Get your Bibles, your pencil and paper, and follow along in those preaching services, teaching services, and hear the, what the Spirit of God is trying to say to his people today. You'll be blessed. But watch this with intensity. We're told that because we're children, we're heirs. Heirs, heirs of God. Join heirs with Christ. See, see with intensity, he's, he's trying to get you to see, explain more, because the more you see, the more he'll be able to lead you into all truth. But watch this. If so be that we suffer with him. And that speaks of our faith being in the suffering of Christ at Calvary. It does not speak of asceticism. It does not speak of me uh, staying outside in a cardboard box for a week in the rain, sleeping on the dirt without anything, without any sugar in my tea, without a pillow. Those are self-inflicted sufferings. The, the, listen, if so be that we suffer with him points us to his sufferings at Calvary and that being where our faith is. God sees our suffering just as the obedience thing. God only sees us as obedient when our faith is in the obedient one and the act of obedience unto death that he provided for us, that he went through for us. We're only seen as obedient. Remember, Paul asked the Galatians, who's bewitched you that you're no longer obeying the truth? And, and the reason he's had to say that to them, the Holy Spirit said it through Paul to them, is because the object of their faith was being moved from the sacrifice of Christ, read Galatians 3, it's kindergarten, to going back, being pulled back 
not just by men, yes men, but the lust of their own flesh to be circumcised, to start celebrating the, the laws, the ceremonies, the rituals, the rites, the holiday, all the moons and all that stuff. I don't care what it is, my friend. God won't honor faith in anything but exclusively the cross of Christ. And when we're trying this and trying that, we're telling God from our heart, even though not our lips or the forefront of our mind, we're telling God from our heart, the cross wasn't enough. I've also got to. And, and let's bring up something this morning. If, if I'm among a group of people, Christians, true Christians, but I don't know the way of deliverance. I've been saved, but ever since I've been saved, I've been sitting under preachers that tell me what I have to do to be delivered. I've been buying books that tell me these five things, if I'll do them, I can be delivered, which all are a lie. Because when you mix anything with the cross, you eliminate yourself from grace. You need to start studying the New Testament, the Bible, and you'll see. But if I think as a child of God, and we can be as deceived as, as anybody. We can be blind and dead. You've heard me teach it from the Word of God. But if I think I can write all my sinful struggles down on a piece of paper and light them on fire, throw them on the ground, jump up and down on them, praising God, thinking that that's my way of deliverance, and it's huge in the church today. Listen, I want to ask you a question. Do you think that that's worship to God? He can't be worshipped by us when we think our deliverance comes by what we're doing. We, listen, our faith is in what we're doing. I wrote my sin. Now, I say my faith because of what Jesus did at Calvary. Now, I can't. No, I still can't. I still can't. As I receive the Lord Jesus Christ, I'm also, just like I received him, to walk in him. Never forget that. It's not because Christ did something now I know. It still has to be the Holy Spirit working in me, leading me into all truth. And when I'll allow him to lead me into all truth, he's not going to drag me through it. He's going to guide me if I can be led. The only people who, can, who the Holy Spirit can guide are the people who can be led. And the only people who can be led are the people with broken and humble hearts who just want the truth, which is the Word of God, but it has to be in the context of the man who said, I am the truth. Or it's a perverted word. It's the word out of context. Think about that. Then Paul, you know, Paul writing to the church in Corinth said, we're not of such as corrupt the word of God. But we speak in Christ. It's the end of chapter 2 of 2 Corinthians. But we speak in Christ. That means we speak from the authority we have from our position in Christ, our walk in Christ. How, what, how is that? From our faith in his work at Calvary. Outside of that, nobody's speaking in Christ. Nobody's walking in Christ. So think about that. If we suffer with him, now, I wanted to talk about that for a minute this morning because the hundreds of thousands and maybe millions of true blood-bought, born-again Christians are out there doing foolish things. 
Think, I mean, these encounters. I used. I went to a couple of encounters. Church I used to be in. Uh, we we were involved in some encounters, and I saw people slapping each other, trying to get them filled with the Holy Ghost. I saw people puking in paper sacks. I I saw all of that. Was a part of all of that. Only to find out later, they ain't none of that God. They ain't none of that God. See. If I think I can do anything to deliver myself from smoking, drinking, cussing, lust, the list is forever of things the human, the Christian can have a need to be delivered from. If I think I can do it just because Christ died for me, if I don't understand that's what my faith has to be in now, I can't go buy a book on how to have a successful marriage that'll tell me these things that I need to be doing. I, I hear it on what's called Christian radio all the time. If you'll do this in your marriage for 16 days and you'll do this on the second day, let me tell you something, folks. Those are not answers for the health of your marriage. Those are not answers for anything because that's what you're doing. And the Spirit of God is going to put you in the Word of God. <coughs> he's going to reveal, if you'll accept it, the truth of God, because that's what He's going to lead you in. Amen, Brother Curtis. So watch this now. If so be that we suffer with Him, that we may be also glorified together. Now let's talk about this for a moment longer. The only way there's suffering with Christ is if our faith is in what he did to suffer for us. Yes, that will bring about suffering on your behalf. Think about the countless hundreds of thousands, hopefully millions, I would hope, I sure hope so, who God is able in these last days to be bringing back to exclusive faith in his work at Calvary. And I want you to think about the way the dinners at Thanksgiving and Christmas used to be with your families. How there was just, man, there was such a, a kindred spirit. There was such a unity there, you thought. But it wasn't unity in the faith. It was just a family unity and everybody having a good time. But the moment the Lord began to reveal to you the message of the cross for not just, just being justified and in the kingdom by faith alone, but also your faith has to be in the cross exclusively, the work of Christ, for God to be able to function, deliver, and do what he does in your life. And when you begin to share that, suffering begin to take place. No, they didn't carry you out back and stone you or cut your head off, or you, or, you know, but there begin to be a friction there. Why do we need that? I hear it. I've heard it from preachers. Do we want that message in our town? Why would they ask that? Because that message is the message that brings great offense. It brings suffering. You will suffer if you're walking in the truth. And I've got to say this today, and I know it might make some people mad, but the most of what's called persecution toward Christians today, those people aren't even Christians. I know people are not going to like this, but Catholicism is not Christianity. Mormonism is not Christianity. Jehovah's Witness is not Christianity. Catholic people are not Christians. That's two different things. Christians don't pray to Mary. Christians don't speak to the dead. Christians don't wear beads 
for for uh, to meet their needs. You know, Christians don't do that. If they do, they're backslidden, and God ain't functioning in their life. He can't because the Bible says that. If our faith is not in Christ and what he did at Calvary, we fall from grace, and grace is God doing what needs to be done. The spirit of grace is the Holy Spirit, the spirit of truth, the comforter. You can't, you can't get away from the spirit of grace and grace, the spirit of truth and grace. If anything's happening, it's by grace. That means it's by the spirit of grace. And when we fall from grace, it means we fall from the place of being led by the spirit. Hallelujah. Think about it now. I've seen on the news over the last many years uh, people uh, crucified for the for Christianity, it says. But when you hone in, you tune into it and really listen to it, they, they were Catholics. Uh, they were Mary worshipers. And they say they don't, but they do. They do. They pray to Mary. They, they think they can pay money and do certain works and, 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 and get people who are in what they call limbo or purgatory that's not in your Bibles. And the Catholic people, they think they have the authority to change God's word. You need to hear me. That proves they're out looking in. They can't get in except through exclusive faith in the cross. So listen. Just, just think about these people who uh, are in these cults. I mean, I mean, is, pe pe people of Islam, which obviously is a satanic cult. Think about it. They die for what they believe. Don't mean to go to heaven. Think about it. The suffering the Bible speaks of here that allows us to be the very people who experience the heirship of God, join heirs with Christ in the here and now and the life to come is our suffering with him, which points to his suffering. Because, see, he's not suffering now. He suffered at Calvary for us. Amen. And when our faith is in his suffering for us, because he suffered for us, then we shall also with him be glorified. Let's look at let's look at one scripture. I got to close here. Uh, I think it's uh, let me see. Uh, it's it's I didn't put it here, but let's look right here and see Second Timothy two and twelve. I got to close, but I want to share this with you. Paul writes to Timothy in 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 12, and says, If we suffer, we shall also reign with him. If we deny him, he also will deny us. See, very important. If we suffer with him, that means we keep our faith in the sacrifice of Christ where he suffered for us, we shall also reign with him. He's telling us the same thing in the book of Romans right here in verse 17 of chapter 8. And he's also telling Timothy, Paul the apostle by the Spirit of God always confirms over and over and over the truth. If we deny him, that means if, if our faith is not in what Christ did, but it's in what we're doing, you know how we can twist the scriptures and say, uh, yeah, well now it's up to us to work out our own salvation. No, 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 my friend. I know the Bible says that, but you need to read the next verse. It's God who works in us, both to will and to do of His good pleasure. It has to be the Holy Spirit working, not us just working. Titus wrote this in chapter 1, verse 16. They profess they know God, but they deny Him in their works. Come on, somebody. 
The only work, singular, that God honors is the work of Christ in his suffering as an obedient, humble act unto death unto God on our behalf. And when our faith is there and there alone, God sees us as humble, obedient, and able to be led into more truth, suffering with him, and able to reign with him. Glory to God. Somebody said hallelujah. I'm glad to be in this mighty move of God, this last day's army of God being raised up to declare the truth of God's word. Hallelujah, because the truth of God's word is all that he will be found working in. Let me close with the scripture I began with. Psalms 33, 4. For the word of the Lord is right, and all his works are done in truth. We're out of time. I love you. God bless you. Go find the YouTube channel, Curtis Hutchinson 316, and the website, thecrosswaychurch.com. Don't forget to donate to the ministry by texting 903-231-5950 to be a blessing where you're eating at the table, and God will richly pour out on you when you sow to the preaching of the truth. Glory to God. Until next time. We're praying for you, you pray for us, and stay determined to know absolutely nothing but Christ and Him crucified. See you then.